0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: To put that siren on because Manny, Manny hates it, the owner of the United Wrestling Council. But for the I had to put it on because Viva Van's on. It's it's ridiculous. I, I'm going to get into that in just a second. But for the people listening to us, you're here. You're at UWC Radio, United Wrestling Council. Well, I had to move over to Sundays. My other show, I had to move over to Fridays because things are so crazy with this pandemic and what's been going on. And, you know, the, just most of the people know. I'm in the healthcare business, even though I'm just cleaning rooms, turning them over, and getting everything set for the next patient to come in and, and doing some ordering stuff. It is just all day, let me tell you. And those doctors are like, bro, I'm going to try to cram in like five cases you know, in four hours or whatever trying to get stuff done. So put a lot of pressure on us to get some, some stuff moved over. So we have to move the shows over, which is no big deal. I think this pandemic is going to be over pretty soon, and we can get back to normal. As soon as we get back to normal, it's going to be great. We had a big meeting today. I'll talk about that, but real quick, as the people know, uh, <clears throat> coming up first at about seven fifteen, we got Beba Van. I've been wanting to talk to her for a little while to get her on here because, you know, it's so different for women in this business. You know, they get they get a lot of work because they're so in demand. There's so few uh, of women wrestlers, and then the women wrestlers that they do have aren't. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Showy. They're, they're kind of a little over dramatic. I want to say so uh, there's certain we talked about this on on the other show there's certain people that I look for because I work for two different companies now booking and working in the office and there's a certain type of person that I look for or whatever so I want to talk to Viva Van about that about um getting bookings and getting started in the business and stuff like that but let me tell you something okay before we get into that of course at about the 45 minute mark I'm sorry I got Gino told you come Told you so coming on, Seville Alvarez, he's got a big show coming up in Arizona, who was on my other show, the 2020 Pro Wrestling Guest of the Year, and we'll talk about that, and we'll say why, because everybody's like, oh, uh, you know, that was work, and how did he get it, and then we'll explain why that when we get him on, but I've been doing this for a long time. And and when I had my other show, when I worked for On The Mat, I worked for them for almost nine years, which was mostly strictly MMA, judo, jiu-jitsu, you know, grappling, stuff like that. So there was a young girl named Jamie Cannon Milanowski that lived out in – first of all, she lived in Alabama, which was close to Huntsville, Alabama. So I was always talking about Bobby Eaton, who she had no idea who that was. But anyways, she would come on, and my – Ratings and everything would just skyrocket I mean she was a good fighter But just her look that she had About her she was just over and I mean Well let's put it this way when I was Working for King of the Cage when I was doing the announcement for King of the Cage the day before when They have the weigh-ins you know they got the guy That that, that gets them set up make sure That the gloves fit then they come Over to me and I make sure and get their you know the Right weight, in the hometown and all that stuff from them So this young lady walks up and she goes Can you tell me because usually they come with a bunch of trainers Ski, tell me where the weigh are, and I'm like, yeah, I go there, right down there to your left, just make your left right there, and I go, who's your fighter, and she goes, it's me, and I'm like, what, I mean, it was if you want to look her up on social media, it's Jamie Milanowski. so, and then when I started having her on my show, the ratings just – I mean, everybody was just, hey, man, we want to talk to her. We want to know about this. Why is she a fighter? Why isn't she modeling? Why isn't she doing this? And then, of course, you have your knuckleheads who are asking all these dumb questions and all that. And, you know, keyboard warriors that, that want to ask stupid stuff because their identity is hidden. So anyways, this is kind of what happened with Viva Van because I like to get my guests out there as soon as possible, you know, so, so they know what's happening. So I try to get them at least two days before. So the day I advertised, oh, my God, I look at my phone. There's a million – emails and there's a ton of messages and ask her this and ask her that and I'm like dude if you don't have the guts to ask her, why are you gonna have me ask her these these questions that were I can't even talk about them on the air so I said well look she's gonna come on about 7:15, which I can totally understand because a lot of women don't like to give out their numbers which believe me if you're a legit show no problem I'll give you the call-in number you call in we'll talk and we're good Taya Valkyrie same way No problem. So I get that. I totally get a lot of girls that don't want to give out their numbers and stuff like that. So that's totally cool. So I said, well, look, I'll give, once we get her on, I'll give the um, call in number. And if anybody has the, for lack of a better term, the guts to call and ask what you want to ask, you know, we'll take it. As soon as you get crazy, I'm going to cut you off because it's just dumb. And some of the stuff these people send in is just, just dumb. So We'll, we'll we'll do that when she comes on at about 7:15. So we're look we're definitely looking forward to that. So when she comes on, get some questions. And I and I'm gonna be honest with her, man. When I saw her, we went to PCW, and I I can't remember if she was already booked to wrestle Sumi Sakai or or if um uh they had to bring her in at the last minute because somebody couldn't make it or something. I can't remember for sure. I'll ask her about that. But when I saw that 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 was on the card, I was like, man, that's a big step up for her. You know, Sumi Sakai is mm-hmm. no joke. You know those girls that come from Japan. They, they they throw down, man And she, to you know, I gotta tell you Man, I gotta be honest, she did well She did a lot better than I thought she was gonna do I'm like, man, did that Santino Brothers uh, Training and, and, and Working has paid off Because she did really well The match went a lot better than I expected I, I thought, because I always talk about dance partners And I don't know if this person is gonna be able to Mesh with this person, and it went really well So we'll talk to her a little bit about that I think the training came in, in handy with her And a lot of the experience that she got working with a bunch of different people, so we'll talk to her about that, and then of course the 745 we'll have Gino Told You So coming on we'll talk to him a little bit about that big show coming up in Arizona, and a little bit about how things are starting to open up in the world of wrestling, which I'm hoping they do soon, so with all that being said, I met with the, the owner and the proprietor of the United Wrestling Council, for the people who've been listening to us for a while as you know, the United Wrestling Council's been around for a long time, so when uh, Manny decided to To purchase it from Pistol Pete Marquez, he wanted to take it to a a different level. Wanted to kind of mix in a little bit more of the strong style with, you know, some entertainment and the women and the luchas and all that. So we've been working on a show for a while. You know, as you know, Paul's Photos is one of our um, sponsors. And when we went down there to do that big uh, photo shoot. We said, you know, Paul was like, hey, man, that's." I mean, uh, Mark, who was the owner of Paul's Photos, was like, hey, man, I think we should do something here. And I was like, absolutely, the place is perfect. It's back parking lot that's kind of hidden behind the building. So you just put up one one easy up and it blocks off all the access to, to where it is so people can't see. So we've been working on that for a while. It's been locked. It's been loaded, you know, but since it's been such a long time, a lot of things have changed and we've, we've switched people out. So we had the big meeting today in the morning. And we got everything set, you know We got the venue set, we got the, the time We got the card put together, you know Everything for the people who, who've done the show You know what it takes to get all that stuff Because you, you forget about the little things Who's going to sell the snacks They not, they might not want uh, When you have 75 to 100 people in one bathroom You don't want that thing getting thrashed so You might have to order some porta-potties I mean, all that stuff we had to do today And we we put it together, and it's good to go So, Manny When, he, when we were talking, he said, well you know, it'd be nice if, since this is going to be our big first comeback show, I would like it to pop, I would like to, you know, put a women's match in there. And I thought, yeah, absolutely, man. If we put Viva Van against Candy Girl or something like that, that's going to that, that's gonna blow the roof off the place or whatever. So even though we had everything set in stone, everything's ready to go, we got everybody uh, set, we, we thought about that. <laughs> said, well, he said, get her on the show, let's talk to her, let's see how things go with her or whatever. And we won it. What it came down to is we want to make sure we get These people locked in First of all the the April 11th Date locked in set in stone You know so that we can make sure The people that we're going to have Can make it and get them because what's going to happen Is everybody's going to start doing their show at the same time And we won't be able to get Some people so that's what we're working on now So Viva Van's going to come on we're going to talk to her a little bit about You know what's happening in women's wrestling And I don't have that much time with her So I'm hoping we can get in as much as possible So Let me go ahead and take my first break. I'll go ahead and make sure we do all the commercials, get everything out of the way. So when she does come on, she'll be able to do that. So hold on one second. We'll be right back after this. Vivi Van coming up in about five minutes. Here we go. That's what I'm talking about. For the people, listeners, you're here. You're at the United Wrestling Council Radio. Don't forget, got Viva Van coming up in about five minutes or so. And also got to mention, was we're talking about in the opening, Paul's Photos. Paul's Photos, far and away, is the best store for all your camera needs and as well as video needs. Located in the city of Torrance, they have the best prices and professional advice from beginner to pro. Still photos or video, Paul's Photos will take care of all your photo and video needs. Located at 23845 Hawthorne Boulevard in the City of Torrance. You can call Mark at 310-375-7014, and you can always go to paulsphoto.com. Paul's Photo, ready, willing, and able to help with all your camera needs. That's a great sponsor, and I'm I'm telling you, uh, I'm not much into cameras and stuff like that, but they have this little package that you can rent, and they, like, say you want to set up your own video shoot for whatever, rap videos or whatever it is, or they they got some nice equipment that they'll rent to you so you could do all that, and especially now in this day and age where everybody's putting all their stuff together and all that, so definitely check out Paul's Photos. Also, our sponsor, Yards After Contact. You got to check out Yards After Contact printing service, apparel, and, of course, custom cornhole boards. Check them out at YardsAfterContact.com, and check out their Facebook page. Great pictures of some of their work. You can check out those custom cornhole boards. They had a uh, Raiders one that's off the charts, man, and a Long Beach one that's really cool, especially with all this. That's like the rage now with the cornhole boards, so make sure you check them out. And, of course, the custom UWC, United Wrestling Council, shirts, Modeled by our own, the owner and proprietor of the United Wrestling Council, Manny Pinson. You got to check those out. So that's yards after contact. Get your custom gear today. Yeah, make sure you check that out because they got some cool stuff over there. So I'm going to go ahead and shoot, leave a message real quick so that we can let her know that we are ready for her. Uh, Put this down real quick. In, now. Okay, so I'm sending her the, the the message. I want to get the commercials and everything out of the way so that we can have uh, the specific amount of time to get those questions in. And I want to get her thoughts on, on some of the future, you know, because especially with all the um, with all the options that women have, because I'm going to talk a little bit in the news about Taya Valkyrie, who, who – it's funny because we just said how uh, she – wanted to call in, uh, and didn't want to give out her phone number or whatever. And she's a free agent now. So we want to talk about that, but then I want to give people Van's uh, thoughts on that. Cause she's doing really well. And, and, you know, especially experience going to Mexico, working over there. And I talk, I get a lot of slack about this too. I talk a lot about Joseph from, um, PCW, but to me, the, him and I kind of think alike and I always pick his brain for stuff because he's just got a really super, super smart, uh, eye for the business, you know, and a mind for the business. He knows what's up, you know, so when I saw that Viva Van was working with beast I thought, yeah, that's a good fit, man. She's going to get a lot of, of publicity. She's going to get a lot of um, experience, especially, you know, with him, because he knows what to do. He knows how to put this person with that person. So when we went to the, um, la- the second expo that was in San Diego, uh, that was the hottest booth. You know, it was him, uh, Jacob Fatu and, and Viva Van, and they had a good good showing you know good and then they of course they did their matches she came out with them and that gave them all the experience so it's going to be interesting to to get her thoughts on stuff like that so i sent her the message and haven't heard back from me, yet. so we'll talk about that let me let me take a quick another quick break so i can reset everything just in case she she calls in and then i won't have to worry about anything else so hang on right back after this quick break Viva Van, you're live on um, WrestleBoss. Can you hear me?
2: Hi. Yes, I can.
1: <laughs> so good to have you. Real quick, for the people, listeners, you're here, you're at UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can check us out every Sunday night now. We usually go from 7 till about 8, 8.15. But on the line with us now, somebody that I've been wanting to get on for a while, but it's taken a while to, for us to get all our ducks in a row to get her on. But she's finally live with us now, Viva Van. Viva Van, how are you, my friend?
2: I'm doing great, thank you. How are you
1: doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I got I got so much to talk to you about in so little time, but I, <laughs> I, I don't you know I don't know if you've listened to the opening or not, but this is this is how how it, I've been doing this for a long time. We're talking close to almost 15, 16 years. But I had a show, and it was called On the Mat, and it was mostly jujitsu and and all this the different martial arts. And we had a girl named Jamie Kennedy mm-hmm. Milanowski who was really I mean she. The, didn't look like she should be a fighter at all. She was just very, she did a lot of modeling and all that. So when I would advertise that she was coming on, I would get these massive emails and I would get all these texts and I would get all these messages and they'd say, ask her this and ask her that. Some questions, professional. Some of them were just like, why are you, I mean, what makes you think I'm going to actually ask her these questions? Does she have a boyfriend? What kind of guys does she like? What do you, so that, that was then. Now that I have this show, we've been doing wrestling. We've had a few people on. I advertised it. I was having Viva Van on, and mm-hmm. my phone blew up messages and, and email ask her this ask her, ask her about this what kind really? of thing <laughs> the same, I mean inundated with it so I said look I said look she's coming on I want there's a few things I want to talk to her about I, it's hard for me to open the phone lines because you know if they get silly I got to cut them off but do you know yeah. now that you're that your career is like in full swing. Do you get a lot of that? I mean, do you have to say, look, man, I don't have to, and, it, and I put it this way too. I've had, when I have women on here, I always give them the option. I say, if you, if you want to give us your number, we'll call you. If you want to call in, I totally understand because a lot of women don't like to give their number out and stuff like that. So before we get into talking about some wrestling, tell me a little bit about that. Do you get that a lot? Do you have to like brush some people up? Cause I know you don't really want to, cause you don't want to lose a fan. But then again, if you're going to get silly, you know, you're going to push you to the side.
2: Um, definitely have to set boundaries because if you don't, like, there's some that just get too comfortable with you. Of course you want, like, when you see the same faces all the time at the same shows, you know, um, they feel like they know you more than just, you know, as a wrestler. Right. And so I have to set boundaries on what I can say back to them or on, like, how I react back to their reactions. But, you know, I always try to keep it cool. I'm very chill. I'm very down to earth. I I I like to be casual as possible with anyone. Like when I meet people, when I don't I don't really like using the word fans or anything like that. I feel like they're yeah. more of my supporters. You get what I mean? Like they support right. me, so I want to mm-hmm. treat them, you know, as my equal as well. But yeah, just have to be cautious and always setting boundaries and trying not to be mean. But I I can be mean if I have to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it has been going on for well. First of all, <clears throat> when you're in the when you're in the booth, like we saw you at the booth uh, at the second Lucha Expo with Jacob Fatu and Joseph, they're they're not gonna see, they're not gonna come up to you next, stupid. Then, because because they're there. Oh
2: no, you no, you know what I mean. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you,
1: you, for sure. you wouldn't have to worry about it there. So that's what I'm saying. You know that guys they they pick and choose their battles. Oh, I want to ask her this, but it, so when they send me that stuff, I'm like, what makes you think I'm gonna ask these questions? You know, it doesn't, doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. But I mean, it, it's it. You got to walk that fine line because you know you got that fan base, and that's what's you know that people are going to come and pay to see you. So you don't want to make them too mad. But then it's like, hey, man, you know, I'm a, I'm still a person. I got a life, so I got to. Yeah. So, yeah, this is what we're saying. Just it, it's nothing personal or whatever. It's just that you got to be that way, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Okay.
1: So for all those people who emailed me and sent me messages, there you go. Okay, she's she's you got <laughs> trying to keep it professional and got got things going on. So real quick, <clears throat> I want to talk to you about uh, the, when I saw your match with Sumi Sakai. But before we get into that, tell me a little bit about because I did the same thing with Jamie. I'm like, you know, the, the the look that you have. I don't know what would get you into mixed martial arts. And then I see Viva Van. And I say the same thing. What what got you interested? It seems like you with with the the particular look that you have and the fan base like you could be doing a lot of things like I know you have your line of stuff that you're trying to get out there but what what made you decide to get into
2: wrestling I've always been a fan of wrestling since I was a kid yeah I was Mm -hmm. a huge fan of WWE growing up and uh it's always been a secret passion of mine but I never really told anyone because I was afraid people would make fun of me for it right and it it really got down to like my second year of college and I was really questioning myself. Like, is this, you know, going to school, is this something I want to do for the rest of my life? I mean, of course, I I did end up finishing school, but you know what? At that moment is when I was like, I'm going to give wrestling a shot. I've always wanted to do it. I'm not getting any younger. Let's just get straight to it.
1: Right. Right. And then, so yes. how did you, because, because you trained at Santino brothers, right?
2: Yes. So, so, I, uh, so did you? Did I, somebody approach you and tell you about it? No, I Googled, and I Googled, oh. like, the nearest wrestling school in L.A., and I found Santino Bros, so then I started keeping track of the school's IG page, and I was probably, like, following them a year before I even started training there. Yeah.
1: Hello?
2: Yep. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Uh, I don't okay. know if we lost
1: connection for a second Yeah, you but... dropped for just a, just a quick second. Go ahead. Oh,
2: um, well, yeah, just uh, I uh, found them on Google and I searched them uh, nearest uh, wrestling school in LA and I found them and I was uh, probably following their page for a whole year before I even started wrestling training. Right.
1: Okay. So you you start okay. So you start training with Santino Brothers and you start uh, like. When I talk to Joey a lot, he'll say, you know, I, I kind of see people and I can kind of tell who's really, really interested and really wants to get going. And then I can see some people who are like, man, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And they're kind of on the fence. Maybe I'm going to continue and maybe I'm not. So as you progressed and kept going, just, you know, does Joey come up to you and go, hey, look, man, I think you got something here. I think you should start, you know working on this character or maybe go to the lucha class and start, you know, expanding your your repertoire or whatever. Does he have that talk with you? Or do you just keep going and yeah. approach him? Or how does that work? Go ahead.
2: Yeah, um when I started I did have that talk with Joey. Like uh I think Joey and Sylvia, they both uh pulled me aside during my first week of training. They said, you know, you should really like work towards uh building a WWE profile, you know? They like just right. uh, applying to WWE, see if you even get a tryout. Because I know some people get tries w- without even having to work the indies, and I I, I did that, but uh, I didn't even I didn't get anything until last October. I actually did a WWE tryout recently, but um, but those are things that Joey w- and Sylvia would always do. Like they pulled me aside and they'll like give me advice on what to do, and it was almost instantly when I started training at Santino Bros. Also, like, they threw me into, I think, Los Luchas class within three, four months of my training.
1: Right. Which is smart. Yeah. Because you even yeah. – because I know you ended up uh, – because Ruben Zamora, who works with Kevin Kleinmark, I saw uh, you went to Mexico – and even went out with the uh, with uh, Papi La Mascara and people like that. But all that builds up your experience, you know. So like yeah. we say on the show a lot, yeah, it'll behoove you to work and learn the luchas and all that, because you never know when you're gonna when you're gonna go out there and work, right?
2: Yes, and that's another funny story I have too. When I was only four months into training, I think I've only done like a month of Los Luchas class. I actually auditioned for Errolucha, and I had no idea what I was auditioning for, but Joey and Silver were like, just go to this audition, you do it. So I did it and that's how I met Conan. And uh, that's how I was able to build a relationship with Conan and eventually started doing AAA shows and TJ.
1: Yeah. And you see, that's the thing. You never know. You never know what's going to come up or whatever. So if you're prepared and you've been training or whatever, you know, you. Uh, not so much that you don't have so much to worry about, but you're you're prepared. It's like, well, I've seen this before. I'm gonna keep, you know, at least it's there. If you, it, it, what they're saying is, what you put into it is what you're gonna get out of it. And it's funny because the the same thing, it, you know, back in the day, oh, this this is easily early, early 2000s or whatever. Here at my house. We had a black box. I don't know if people know what that is, but this is before all the internet. We had cable black box, so we used to watch all the ECW pay-per-views here, and it was me, it was Samoa Joe, CM Punk, uh, the Cupanitos, Ricky Reyes, and mm-hmm. all We all used to stay in this bedroom here and watch them. Mm-hmm. And I remember Joe telling me, "Hey man, I'm gonna go start training luchas because you know the the, the LA scene. There's always luchas, and I, I want to keep working and whatever." And I'm like, yeah, I go. You're smart, dude. That's what you should do. So. When Rick Bassman took them out to WWE, they needed somebody for S.R.E.L.S. And they're like, oh, nobody knows how to work that style with him. Joe's like, hey, man, I I, I can work with him. Bam, he got the TV taping for whatever it was or whatever. So he, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that's it. If you keep working at it and, and you know, get out of your comfort zone, so to speak, that's what's going to happen because you never know what, what the call is going to be or whatever. So it's really smart for you to do that. But real quick, for the people listening, so you're here, you're at UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can check us out on Sunday nights now, and we're talking to Viva Van, talking a little bit about training and, and getting into the business and stuff like that. And, I mean, this is this is what I get a lot. Of. Okay, Viva, and I'm going to pose this question to you. This is, okay. this is some of the you know, internet keyboard warriors that say, well, the only reason Viva Van is getting all this work is because she's got a look, she's hot, uh, people just want to see her in the ring or whatever, but what I tell them is you could be the hottest chick or whatever in the world. But if you don't know what you're doing, first of all, either you're going to get hurt or it's just not going to last because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So do you do you mm-hmm. get
2: that a lot? I did. I got that a lot when I first uh, debuted at PCW. And right. uh, what people don't know is that I I started as a merch girl at PCW for a whole year before I even got any opportunity there. So mm-hmm. I... I I felt like I worked my way to get that, you know, to where I yeah. was at at PPW. It wasn't like I just walked through the front door and got into Warby's right away. It didn't work that way for me. I had <laughs> like to pay my Which is what people and think. work as merch girls yeah. and a lot of other promotions. The best advice I got when I first started training was start going to shows and asking promoters if you can work merch or do ring crew. And that's what yeah. I did. So as soon as I debuted... I got all these bookings because I had already built all these connections with people that I had worked merch for or did ring crew for.
1: Right, right. Yeah,
2: so you that's gotta what pay your dues.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. anybody who doesn't do that or yeah, doesn't pay their dues or doesn't do stuff like that, they, they never end up being any good because, like you said, they thrust them right into these auditions with not knowing anything, and they're, they're not even gonna to take a, take a second look at them. But I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is this is what happened. I was really sick, man. I had the flu. I was so sick. But we were talking to mm-hmm. Joseph, and he said, yeah, man. We got you know we're bringing in um, uh, homicide, and you know we're gonna have this big show or whatever because you gotta come and check it out. And I'm like yeah, for sure. So I was so sick, man. I had the flu. I'm like oh, God, I don't want to go. But but uh, Nicolette and I, uh-huh. she goes well, I'll, I'll I'll give us an Uber so you know we don't have to worry about driving or whatever because it's it's close and we'll just go check it out. So I'm like all right. So then when I saw that that Viva Van was wrestling Sumi Sakai. Who was the Ring of Honor champion and coming from Japan, it's a whole different style out of there. I mean, they really lay them in. It's a strong style. And when I, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I said, man, she's wrestling Viva New That's a big step up for her, you know. And in my mind, I'm going, man, I don't know if she can handle handle her because that, you know, Sumi's a guy. But and and this, not just because you're on the show or whatever, but this is the god's honest truth. I thought that match went really well. I thought, you know, if there's a certain yeah dance partner that you don't. With it's gonna show, but everything went well, it went a lot better than I expected, and I thought it went really, really well. And that, like, to me, that kind of put the proof on it that yeah, man, she is legit. I mean, when you can have a good match with somebody like that who's been around a long time, that's and then mm-hmm. see, okay, I get a lot of slack. People are always saying, Why are you always on Joseph's nuts and all this stuff? And I'm like, dude, first of all, I am fifty-five years old. I've been in the business for years. And when I talk to Joseph, when, when he tells me stuff, I go, Man, this guy's a freaking genius. He knows what to look for. He knows, you know, the business. He knows if I put this person with this person, it's gonna draw money. Or they're gonna they're gonna, you know, be a perfect dance partner for this person. So when I saw that, I said, See, he does he knows what he's doing. So since that match, because I haven't really you know, we a few more shows went. And then this COVID hit and everybody's been home. Uh, did it did it kind of yeah. spring into yeah. some more matches, or or, or does it kind of like you know well, the COVID hit, so we didn't get to do much? Or would give give me what happened after that match and, and what the future was for you after that?
2: Well, there wasn't really much planning. <laughs> uh <laughs> Usually, I don't know what's the next plan for PCW Ultra. I really don't like the whole Sumi match thing, I had no idea I was wrestling her until I showed up. Everyone knew yeah. that I was wrestling her except for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember Joe asking me uh, earlier that week, he's like, bring your gear. And I was like, okay. But in the back of my head, I was like, I always bring my gear, you know, because I always yeah. walk out with Warby's. I'm I'm always with them just in case something happens. I always bring my stuff. So I thought it was weird that he told me that.
0: Yeah. And then
2: like, as soon as I arrived, they're like, yeah, you're wrestling to me. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so yeah. I wish I knew more to tell you, like, what are the plans with PCW Ultra? <laughs> I, I'm just there being part of the team and helping out with what needs to be helped with and, um, you know, and just hoping that uh, that I grow from there. Well,
1: that's see, that's the point I'm trying to make. Since you did really well in that match, I, I know how Joseph works. He's going to go mad. You know, she she showed a lot in that match. Let's bring Taya Valkyrie and, and we'll put her with her or, you know, or let's bring, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. some, somebody from Stardom or whatever. So it just, yeah. it just goes to show that when you do, when you're prepared, because, you know, like you said, that you didn't even know till you got there, you know, but you but you still put on a good match and it kind of bubbled into, hey, man, let's, let's bring this person. If she can hang with Sumi, she's definitely going to be able to to look good with this person. <laughs> and, I, and I talk a lot about dance partners and, and that's what, so there's some people that you just don't, um, they clash, but then there's some certain people that you work with them in it and it goes really well. So I think, yeah,
2: it's I think it's,
1: that, especially with somebody like, like that, like PCW and Joseph and all them, they, with the company that they have, I think the future is going to be bright once, of course, once all this COVID and stuff is over. So we definitely look forward to that. But uh, real quick, since we're running up against the clock. Uh, t- okay, this is this is funny because I I hate mm-hmm. WWE. I hate everything about it because it just is such a business now, and it's so theatrical and everything. So when I talk to wrestlers, I'll tell them, hey, you know, w- w- what's what's the future for you? Of course, everybody wants to go to WWE because you know that's that's where you're going to get paid the most. That's the top of the food chain, or whatever. But now you have some options. Mm-hmm. You have AEW and you know, all that. So you mm-hmm. have all these different options, and I'm always putting them down. But then somebody called me on it and said, look, man, you're 55 years old. You're still wrestling. You're still working. If WWE called you mm-hmm. and said, hey, look, man, we have a management position for you where you can manage, I don't know, such and such like, like Paul Lee does, and we want to pay you X amount of dollars, would you take it? And I'm thinking, yeah, man. I mean, you know, if they offer me a hundred grand for the year, I take it. I mean, even though I badmouth them and all that, it you know, it's just it, uh-huh. it's good money. So, give me your thoughts mm-hmm. on that. I mean, is that is that the top of the food chain for you, or maybe you know Japan or or AEW or something like that? If they you know if they came to you and gave you your choice, what what would it be
2: for you? I think I would take it. You know, yeah. WWE and AEW are at the top right now And I think uh, anyone Will be dumb to turn them down And that's, yeah. that, that should be every Wrestler's ultimate goal in my opinion And WWE is the reason Why I even started wrestling Why I'm even interested into wrestling But I right. do love that AEW Has opened up another door for us So, you know
1: Yeah, so the options more are there
2: opportunities. Yeah.
1: yeah, okay, well let me put it this way, you know, I'm, I'm already done. I mean, I I still take shows here and there because of course, you know, my daughter started wrestling. So I wanted to work with her, Mm -hmm. you know, still do some shows here and there. So Somebody mm-hmm. said, "Look, man, if you could, they could give you one one last shot. You could wrestle anybody you ever wanted to. Just, you know, you, you, we'll give it to you. Who would it be?" And I'm a big fan of New Japan, and I think Minoru Suzuki is the baddest dude ever. And if I could, I swear to God, I would train my ass off to go to Japan, just even as old as I am, just to just to wrestle in one time. If somebody gave mm-hmm. you the same option, who who would it be for you? Well,
2: I get asked this question a lot, and mm-hmm. um it was really hard for me to answer because I still feel like I'm so young in the game. I haven't wrestled enough people to be like, there's one person that I have to, uh, Oh, my dog's making noise. my bad. Uh (laughs) But, um, but, uh, I think, I don't know. I just, I don't have a set person that when I'm like, I have to wrestle this person. I want to be able to work everyone that I can as much as possible, because I feel like that's the only way you'll grow in this business. The more people you work with, the more people you learn from, you know what I mean?
1: Right. And it's because like, I would, I would never say, well, I would, I would put Viva Van against Sumi Sakai. I think that would be two different styles, but then Joseph did it and it worked. So how could you say, Mm -hmm. well, I, I would like to see her wrestle, uh, Charlotte Flair. I don't know. She's too tall for her, But then that, that might make beautiful music together. So you really don't know mm-hmm. until until you do it. You know what I mean? That that's what yeah. I'm saying. But I, I'll give you another example. We went to a show at at, at Zylo's Light Nightclub, and they brought Taya Valkyrie, and she wrestled uh, one of the local SoCal talents. I don't. I can't remember who it was, but it was just like day and night. I mean, she was so far ahead that to me, it just didn't it didn't look right that she was way way too much for this particular person so it's like we talked about before it's a yeah it's a fine line you know you want to make sure that that you put them with somebody they can work with but then how do you really know because i would never think that to put you with sumi sakai but when joseph did i was like man this guy's freaking genius man i mean it really that whole show that day was Mm -hmm. i i was so sick and let me tell you when he put daga against um uh, What's his name from from? He's in NXT now. That came from Santino, but Jake, Jake, Jake uh, Atlas, Jake Atlas, Jake um, Atlas. Yeah. Man, I I thought that was match of the year. Well, well, let's put it this way. First of all, I was so sick. I for me to take money out of my pocket and throw it in the ring is a lot because I work hard for my money. And plus, I was sick. First of all, I was so sick. I had to give the money to the lady in front of me to tell her to throw it because I couldn't even make it to the ring. But yeah. I took money out of pocket. <laughs> Because that match was awesome. I mean, it was, you know, a perfect dance partner. That whole show really, really was a, was a great show. And even though I was sick, I was so happy that I went because it went really well. And I thought it, it was mm-hmm. great. So, anyways, with that being said, you know, I, I think you got something here, man. I think if you keep working at it or whatever, sooner or later, it's just it's just going to come up and be and be big time. So, for the people listening to us, make sure you check out Viva Van. Tell me a little bit before we get out of here about your Hellbent uh, Glam line. Is that something... That you take when you, like, some wrestlers sell merch. Do you take that with you? Or is that all online? Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Um, well, shows haven't really resumed for me to be able to do that yet. But um, right. it's just a makeup line that I decided to start since all my shows were canceled last year. And I had just oh. graduated college. And I figured I went to school for business marketing. So I'm going to do something within that field. And I went ahead and just got this cosmetic line started. But you know, I'll see how it goes once we start having shows again. Maybe I will bring some of the makeup that I have yeah. with me yeah. at the merch table.
1: Yeah, that well, for the people listening, check it out. Yeah, I follow Viva Van on her um social media. If you want to follow her, can you give out um I know I got your Facebook but you have uh, Instagram and all that stuff? Can you give us the handle for that?
2: Yes. Uh you can all find me at Helbent Vixen on Instagram, on Twitter and on TikTok as well. And then on Facebook, everyone can just find me under Viva Van.
1: Viva Van, Hellbent Vixen. Okay, perfect. I'm going to send everybody over there so they can follow you. I follow her. You know, she keeps everybody up to date on what's happening. If you want to check out some Hellbent Glam, you know, you can check it out perfect. on her social media. Um, hey, I really appreciate you coming on. Let me tell you something, man. When I get people like Viva Van on and my ratings go up, it, it it's a million just positive, man, because then my uh, boss, the owner, man, he's like, hey, dude, you know, that really <laughs> shot the ratings up, man. Let's let's get her going or whatever. So we definitely want to get you back on. And, look, you know, once you get something booked and you have some stuff going on, you feel free. Shoot me a, a message or whatever. We'll put you back on here and promote the heck out of it. Okay, right. my friend?
2: All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much for All having right. me.
1: Hey, we really appreciate you coming on. For the people listening, make sure you check out Viva Van for sure. We'll be right back after this. Viva Van, everybody, make sure you check her out. That siren on for Viva Van since everybody was messaging and sending all that. It's funny because everybody messaged, hey, uh, ask her this, ask her that, do this, do that. And then when I say, okay, well, you know, uh, she's on air right now. Let me know what you got. <laughs> it was empty. So they all all talk or whatever. But anyways, for the people listening so you're here, you're at UWC Radio. We just got finished talking to Viva Van. And, and I'm telling you, man, you know, if you get your skills together and keep working, you know they're going to come and find you. I talk a lot about this on um, on both my shows. You know, since I work in the office and I do some booking and stuff. There's, <clears throat> if you have got something going on, whether it's a, a good look, you know, good work ethic, you got something different, you're a huge monster, you're a bodybuilder or something, we will find you. We will find you and we will we will book you and get get you some work. So it, you know it will behoove you to to you know get your stuff together. Hold on real quick, I gotta take a sick because I'm about to cough. Sorry about that. I had to do that on there because I was trying to put, put commercials. But anyways, you know, good luck to her. It's it's true. I get a lot of Slack people go, oh, just because she's, you know, she's a hot chick and you just want to get her on the show and she's getting all this work because, you know, which happens to a lot of women. But, hey, like you, you see, she had to pay her dues working ring crew, working merch tables and all that to get, to get her stuff out there or whatever. So, you know, props to her for doing all that. Now, I got Seville – Ready to go. Let me do these commercials real quick, and then we'll give him a call because, of course, our main people at Paul's Photo. Far and away, Paul's Photo is the best store for all your camera. Located in the city of Torrance, they have the best prices and professional advice from beginner to pro, still photos or video. Paul's Photo will take care of all your photo and video needs. Located at 23845 Hopper Boulevard in the city of Torrance. You can call Mark at 310 three seven five seven zero one four and you can always go to paul'sphoto.com paul's photo ready willing and able to help with all your camera needs so paul's photo definitely got to go check them out you know i wasn't even into photography until i started working with these guys and it was amazing just how different the lighting and all that stuff does when you take your pictures. so you professional wrestlers out there we get some pictures done hey uh gino it's fabiano you're live can you hear me my friend
0: yes sir how are you
1: ah good it's good to hear you real quick for the people listeners you're here you're at uwc radio don't forget you can check out the united wrestling council uh we had to move over to sundays because like i said all the stuff that's going on so make sure you check us out sundays from 7 to eight thirty. and on the line with us right now we're going to have him on on friday but you know people it, it's it's funny because when i real quick gino how you doing my friend everything good
0: I feel great, man. It's been a busy couple of months. Uh, it's going to get even busier, but I feel well, healthy, safe. I'm happy. How about everybody else?
1: Yeah, I think everybody's doing well. I think we're getting towards the end of this uh, COVID. I think we're going to start making strides to to really, you know, get this thing beat so we can start opening up and doing some shows. But, you know, when when you know, I worked for Tap Out for, for quite some time, and, and Charles Lewis, who was the owner of Tap Out, I learned so much from him. And he tells me, you know, don't, don't don't ever take anything personal. Like if somebody can't make the show or you want to book somebody and they say no or whatever, he goes, people have lives. He goes, you know, you have to understand that everybody has a life. They can't just stop what they're doing sometimes or whatever. He says, so don't ever worry about it. So, when, you know, when, when I book somebody and they can't make it, it just, you know, it happens. People have lives or whatever. So, it's kind of good because I had so much I wanted to talk to you about. So, and I have a limited time. So, before we... Before we get into all that, let me just tell you this. This is this is what happened. I got so much slack. I didn't get any slack from John Thomas being the grappling guest of the year because he's a he's a badass jiu-jitsu fighter who won fight to win, and which is a major, major jiu-jitsu tournament. So nobody said nothing about him. But Gino told you, so they're like, that was the work. You He paid you guys. I know he did this. And I'm like, look, man, if I – accepted money and, and paid and, and did all this stuff with the, the show wouldn't be legit. You know, it just they especially people like Kevin Kleinrock and Manny Pinson they go, Man, get that stuff off the air. So this is the truth. I have people on all the time and and they come on and they're whatever. But when Gino came on, he made waves. He talked about Rubens haircut. He talked about, you know, wrestling roadhouse at the last minute who's who's two hundred and fifty more pounds than he is and just really brought it out. So I got you know, and you can ask Nicolette Marie emails and messages. Oh, he's full of this and I, I I don't think he could beat this person, just inundated. So we had him on again. And when we had him on again, even more, more people. Oh man, this guy's gonna get killed by this person. If he wrestles this person, they're gonna stomp him in the ground. I don't know why he thinks he's so great. He's uh I got anywhere that you were five foot one to six two. That's what what people are saying or whatever. So he generated so much controversy (laughs) that that's why we gave it to him because he had more, more uh, emails, messages and everything than anybody that I've had for a long time. And I've been doing this for years. So that's that's just the the legitimate truth of why we had you on. So that being said. Do you get that a lot? I mean, do you get people going, oh, you're full of BS and this is, the, you know, uh, uh, they just gave you this guy to, to walk over and he's a tomato can or whatever. Do you get that a lot or does it just like, hey, man, that's the way it is in the wrestling business and we just ignore it? I
0: get a lot of hate mail. I get a lot of
1: hate mail. I can tell you that from DMs,
0: I mean, even at shows, man, I get people that personally can't do a show just to chew me out and tell me how much I suck and how much, you know, they want to fight me and this and that. So it's nothing to me. I just, mm-hmm. nothing, uh, none of these guys could lace my boots any any day of the week on my weakest mm-hmm. day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yeah. That, that's the norm.
1: Yeah. And and the thing is, pe- people are talking about you. You know, they're like, oh, this and this. But, but then they'll go, you know what? I'm going to pay my ticket to go get this guy, see this guy get beat up because I'm going, I know this guy, if he wrestles such and such, he's going to get smoked. So then they go check out the show. So this is for the people. That's what we're talking about, man. You want to come in? This is why, um, cause I work for two different companies now and why I book, cause I say, look, they, they can't stand this guy. So if I put him with this guy, it's going to draw money. Cause they're going to want to see this guy beat the, beat the heck out of Gino told you so, or whatever. So that's how it worked. But even when I worked with tap out and I worked with, um, With Charles. He said, You know, there's no bad publicity. He goes, if you're if you're on something, if you're in the limelight or whatever, people are hearing your stuff, and and that's getting you out there. He goes, if you're just low-key, nobody's gonna go go see you. Nobody's gonna want to know what's happening with you. They they want to see what's gonna happen to you or whatever. So he was really smart that, like, like they used to wear makeup, like you know, like they black out their eyes and wear camouflage and all that, and then people would see him and they'd go, Man, those guys are stupid, man, walking around with all that makeup on. And I tell Charles, I go, hey, man, I'm going to beat this dude up, man, because he's talking to me. He goes, no, nah, man. He goes, that's what we want. He goes, but when those people go home and they see a tap-out shirt, they go, oh, that's those guys that were, you know, wearing the makeup and stuff like that. So it generates, uh, uh like, people talking about you and keeps you in the limelight. Is that kind of like what we're talking about here, Gino?
0: Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't I couldn't disagree with you. I agree with you 100%. Let, let me tell you something. I just did a cage match last night in Texas. I was the Mm -hmm. main event. I sold that out. I sold that out. I also have a match coming up with Navajo Warrior, another sellout. I'm the truth. I'm living proof that people want to see me, that I'm a draw. I am everything I say I am, and nobody, nobody can disagree with that. The facts is all in the print. The money that these companies are receiving, the hate mail that these companies are receiving, you know what I mean? I back up everything I say, and whether I win or lose, the fans are always there.
1: Yeah, and it's to to legitimize that. It's it's what happened with Ruben. He talked about his haircut and stuff like that. Inundated with with emails and messages. When's that match going to happen? Because Ruben's going to kill this guy because he's talking a lot of mess or whatever. So when I talked to Manny, the the owner of the United Wrestling Council, I said, "Hey man, we might want to book this because people want to see it." He's like, "Absolutely, bro. As soon as we get everything set in stone, let's bring him. Let people want to see that match." So it just it just keeps uh, snowballing. Hey man, now they want to see you fight Ruben. Now they're going to see you go against Navajo Warrior, who really that dude has really uh, like. Uh, As we get older, he's been getting better. He's in shape. He's been training and all that. So they're probably going, man, he's going to kill Gino told you so. So the big boy are going to want to come and check that out too, right?
0: Exactly. Uh, As far as Ruben (laughs) goes, I thought he was tired. That man hasn't wrestled. (laughs) That man hasn't (laughs) trained. That man hasn't had uh, contact with a promoter in over a year. So as as far as I'm concerned, he's retired. The only thing he's got going for him is his air cut. So I don't know when that yeah. match will ever happen. So look, I, well, I understand the older you get, the better you want to be. But he's just doing that to scare me. But guess what? afraid of Nab. So no, it doesn't matter how many pounds of, of of weight he's throwing around, how many pictures he wants to Photoshop. He's not better than me. He's not going to beat me. And it doesn't scare me one bit. I'm going to beat yeah. the respect out of that man. Yeah.
1: That's, I'm telling you, man, It, it and it's – uh, I'm over here in California, that's in Arizona, and that's got a lot of buzz going on out here, and that's what we're talking about, man. We want to get those people to come and check it out and see if they can back it up. They can Gino back up what he's talking about as far as, you know, the Navajo warrior or, or you know, if he does get the – well, let's put it this way. It, it's going to happen, bro, because we've been talking about it, and, and people – if the people want to see it, we're going to bring it to them. So it's it, – eventually going to happen. But with that being said, big IZW show coming up. For the people listening, it's IZW Monster. It's Saturday, February 27th. It's at Sun Studios of Arizona. That's in Tempe, Arizona. And you can go to IZWWrestling.com to check it out there. So, you know, that that gives you um, a little bit of time or whatever. So when you got this big show coming up, you... you 'Cause I know you got a lot of stuff going on, your plate's full. So do you take some specific time out of your day to make sure you get yourself ready for this show or you just stay ready?
0: I stay ready. I've also <laughs> I've I also prepared myself. Look, I've I haven't had one weekend off, you know what I mean, for months now. I've been wrestling every single weekend, putting the miles on my body, on my car, on my mind going through grueling matches. I've had cage matches, no DQ matches, six-ways, three-ways, tag matches. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I've been wrestling, preparing myself in all-weight classes, carrying championship belts for well over 365 days now for Crimson Crown Wrestling in California. I've been doing the work, putting in the work, getting in the results to prepare for IZW in Arizona against the Navajo Warrior, There's nothing I am afraid of. I am not afraid of that man's legacy, what he's done, who he's beaten, who he's gotten into the ring with. I'm not afraid of any chops that he wants to give. My chest has been prepared. There will be no blood vessels popping out of my chest, and I will walk (laughs) away with a victory. And after that, after that same match, I'm going to be walking into Amarillo, Texas, and I'm going to win another championship there. I've prepared my whole life, yeah. 12 years, wrestling every single weekend. I have not taken off. Literally, everybody's taking all this time off for Valentine's Day weekend. Guess who's, guess who's working and wrestling Valentine's Day weekend and not falling in love at a dinner plate or, or, or dinner table? Me. Yeah. I'm wrestling. I'm yeah. preparing. i got matches every single week, preparing yeah. for the Navajo Warrior. I hope that and man's that's, ready. When's yeah. the last time
1: that's <laughs> I don't know. I, You know, I keep up with him, and I see him doing a lot of training, but maybe just because of the COVID, you know, it hasn't been wrestling that much. But COVID hasn't stopped you at all, man. I think you've even got, I don't want to say more work, but as much or more work than, than a lot of the wrestlers during this COVID season, right?
0: Yes, sir, because I'm protective. I'm safe. I do my, I do my testing. I go to the doctors. I make sure everything is right. I'm more scared than everybody else. Hence why I'm in the doctors more times than the law allows. My doctor hates me. My doctor doesn't want to see me anymore because I'm so protected, to, uh, you know, about having COVID. I get tested. I can show results, everything. Blood works doesn't matter. That's why I can still go out and do what I do. Plus, I follow all the guidelines, guys. I wear my mask. You know what I mean? I wash my hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have it all. You know, I take care of myself, the person in the ring, the people in the back. You know, I wipe down my car, everything. I'm very safe. Yeah. So it allows me to travel and wrestle. And let me tell you something, Fabi. Go for it. Weights don't win you matches. (laughs) Listen, weights don't win you matches. I know tons of bodybuilders that still can't win a match, can't put you in a good headlock. Weights don't win you matches. It's the practice that you get. It's the work that you put in. it's, it's, It's the studying of your craft, and I've been doing all of that. I'm the young lion, right? Nav is the old lion. He's the old guard. I, I don't want the torch passed to me. I'm taking the torch. I'm lighting a new one. That's what I'm doing with now.
1: Well, and not, not just because Gino's on the show or whatever, but it's just it's the God's honest truth. We did a show in East L.A. when, when Gino was out here, and I didn't have anybody for him because some people didn't show up. So I had Roadhouse, who was 265, 270. And I said, hey, man, you, you know, I'm going to put you with this guy. Yeah, no problem, man. Let's do it. And I was like, all right. I thought you was going to get killed. And to this day, Roadhouse, every time I call him up and we're talking, uh, you know, you know, two old men, they're talking. He's like, hey, man, I really enjoyed that match I had with him. I didn't think we were going to be able to to make music. I thought I was just going to crush him, but it actually went really well. And I'm like, yeah, man, I go, the dude's legit or whatever. So it just goes to show like you said, it doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter how much weight you can lift or whatever. If you're a good wrestler, the proof is in the pudding, right?
0: Absolutely. And you know why I'm so good today? It's because of guys like that. Guys like Roadhouse, who took a young kid, right? And he beat him senseless in the ring. That man took years off of my body. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he, he made, taught me respect. You know what I mean? And he went in there right. and showed me the ropes. You know what I mean? He gave me a great match, and I earned that man's respect after the match. It's on video on YouTube. I still watch it to this day. That man shook yeah. my hand and said, you got it, kid. Also, I yeah. was trained by guys that you shared the same locker room with, guys like Supreme, rest his soul, guys like Angel yeah. Exotical, Steve Payne, Joey Chaos. These are my trainers. You think they're going to train some out here to be a schmuck, to get ran over? <laughs> no, they train warriors. They train beasts. And I'm one of them. I'm a product of Santino, Bros. And you think I'm going to let Navajo go here and respect me, name the school, the people that trained me? Never. I'm taking another torch, and I'm lighting it myself,
1: and I'm running with that, and I'm blowing his out. Simple as that. And I'm sure a lot of people look forward to that. Well, listen, I'm running up against the clock, but I want to ask you, I want to run one more thing by you because I always, you know, like to get the opinion of Gino told you. So let me take a quick break, Gino. Can you hang on for just like two minutes? You still there, Gino? Yes, sir. Can you hang on for two minutes real quick? Okay, hang on. Yes, I can. and on on man cuz Gino is on fire so real quick for the people listening to this, you're here you're at UWC radio don't forget you can check out yards after contact got to check out yards after contact printing service apparel and of course custom cornhole boards check them out at yardsaftercontact.com and check out their facebook page great pictures of some of their work especially those Custom Cornhole, definitely got to check that out. And you can especially check out the custom United Wrestling Council shirts modeled by the owner and proprietor of the UWC, Manny Pinson. Make sure you check it out. That's Yards After Contact. Get your custom gear today. So we're on the line. We're talking to Gino, talking a little bit about, you know, Big Show coming up over in Arizona for IZW. But before I let you go, here's, here's the whole topic that's been going on all week. Taya Valkyrie has become a free agent. Okay, I've seen her in person, dude. And to me, she is far and away above a lot of these women wrestlers. I mean, I've seen – and that girl can work. She's awesome. She looks good. She can work lucha. She can work pro wrestling. She can make you look good. She can work as a heel. She can work, work as a face. Really, really good. So now I don't really want her to go to WWE because I don't really think there's anybody for her. I mean, maybe somebody like Charlotte or whatever. And then in AEW, I think the girls might be a little bit too small for her, and I don't think she'll be able to gel with them. But then like in Japan, with stardom or whatever, the Japanese girls who can go, same thing. They're a little bit too small for her. So to me, it seems like it would be, since her husband is already there, Johnny Morrison, like she should go ahead and go to WWE, make as much money as she can, do well, and then you know go on And move on to something else, because usually I don't say that usually I say I don't want them to get lost in the shuffle, or whatever. But that's my opinion. I think that there's really nobody that can hang with her. And maybe Charlotte, Charlotte's, you know, pretty, pretty good sized woman, and she can work. But give me your thoughts on that. You think she should go ahead and take that WWE contact, be with her husband, make some money, or she should, she would shine better in something like AEW.
0: My honest opinion, I think she's gonna get lost in the shuffle in AEW and WWE. I say she does the Drew McIntyre, where she goes on the indies and she kills it, and she makes herself more valuable than what than just hey, I'm a free agent. Okay, we'll sign you just to have you.
1: Yeah,
0: go back to Mexico, sharpen your skills, it's very sharp, but You gotta sharpen your skills even more. Then go to Japan, work there. The UK scene is on fire then WWE, Yeah. One year contract, they're gonna be, hey man, she's on fire. We need her. <laughs> when you get in program, you know, I mean I'm sure you will eventually, but you know, I, I just think she needs to sharpen her skills and, and go the independent route. I mean look at look at what it did for Drew McIntyre, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That man is the champion. It's the man today. The guy that gave me the belly to belly suplex in front of I I think it was sixty freaking thousand fans at the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean in in 2019 I think she yeah. doesn't go to WWE
1: Yeah I I hope even if she does or she doesn't it just it, whatever will work for her cuz she's paid a lot of dues she lived in Mexico for for such a long time and she wrestled with like Damon and Halloween and Conan you know perros del mal and and it really showed. we saw her at uh Zalo's nightclub when Triple A came to town and I just was like, man, this girl can go, man. She's, you know, she's really good. So I just, like I said, everybody's like, oh, no, she should go here. And I'm like, well, those girls from Stardom are too small for her. You know, you don't know if it's going to gel or whatever. So we definitely hope that that she makes a good decision. Because she's actually been on my show before, and Talking to her and everything, she's really cool, and I think she deserves, you know, for the time that she put in, whatever she gets. But anyways, Gino told you so, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. It's always good to get your opinion, and it's always good to get the truth. Hey, man, the truth is the truth. That's why you were the 2020 guest of the year. That's why you're getting these shows. And for the people listening, if you want to see, hey, it's it's gonna come about. He's gonna wrestle the Navajo Warrior. It's get the IVW show. It's called Monster. It's Saturday. February 27th. It's at the Sun Studios of Arizona, and that's in Tempe, Arizona, and you can check out com to check it out. Hey, it's going to be slamming. You heard it here, man. He's ready. He's ready for this man, and it's just going to be all out. So, Gino, anything, any last words before we let you get out of here?
0: Yes, sir. Not only can you catch me beating up Navajo Warrior on the 27th, on the 28th, I hit the same town, the same city where I'll be wrestling some other smuck that's going to get beat up for independent promotions. On February 20th, I'm headed to Rocky Mountain Pro in Colorado for TV taping, where you can catch me beating up some other guy. And then on the 13th of February, you can catch me in Amarillo, Texas, where I'm going to wrestle Tino Valentino. I'm also going to be in Florida in March. I'm hitting Texas again in March, Colorado again in March. I'm, I'm booked all the way till June. That's more than what <laughs> uh, Ruben Iglesias can say. That man hasn't been booked in years. So with that being said, follow me on Gino Told You So on every single social media platform available, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, it doesn't matter. I'm always working. I'm a, fighty- I'm a fighter's fighter. I'm a man's man, and I'm the guy that's going to beat up Navajo right in front of his friends, family, and fans.
1: Yeah, man. I, I know people are looking forward to that. Well, a million thank yous for coming on. Make sure you follow Gino Told You So on all his social media. He'll keep everybody up to date on there. So, he's this man has a lot on his plate. So, make sure you follow him if you want to go check him out because he's going to be near you pretty soon. So, make sure you check it out. A million thank yous for coming on, Gino, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, my friend.
0: Bobby, one love. Thank you, sir.
1: All right, man. Talk to you soon. Gino Told You So. Make sure you follow him. We'll be right back to wrap everything up after this. Guy and Gino told you so, and all that, he's going to get killed by Navo Warrior, and all that, so, hey, if you want to go see it, go check it out, man, you can you can go check it out yourself, it's IZW, it's called, My, and it's Saturday, February 27th, it's at the Sun Studios of Arizona in Tempe, Arizona, you can check out IZWWrestling.com, I'm going to talk to, I'm going to talk to Manny and see if we can get that Ruben Iglesias match, uh, because I've had Ruben on too. He's like, oh, this guy's all talking. When I get him, he goes, I'm serious, man. I'm gonna do some damage, and you know all this. So they've been going at it for quite some time now. So we definitely want to check that out. So big thanks um, for him to come on, and of course, Viva Van, appreciate her taking the time to. My ratings go through the roof, and you know, although my phone's blowing up or whatever with these two guests, I'm gonna be answering stuff all night. So we appreciate them coming on. So for the people listeners, don't forget. Check out Paul's photos, of course, and, of course, Yards After Contact. We'll be right back next uh, Sunday. We're going to load it up because we've got so many people. It seems like the COVID starting to kind of ease up a little bit, and I think some shows are going to start coming coming to fruition. So a lot of people are getting books. So they want to come out here and let everybody know that they're going to be resting. So big ups to my guests for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, of course, Check out UWC. We had the big meeting today. We're working on getting that uh, website taken care of. And we've got the big show coming up. We're we're tentatively hoping for April 11th. Everything's set. We just got to make sure. We just want to make sure that everything goes according to plan because we don't want to put this whole show together and then have to cancel it or anything because we didn't have all our ducks in a row. But it definitely, we will be coming to you really soon with the United Wrestling Council. So, with all, appreciate you guys listening. We'll check everybody out right here next Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Talk to you then.